Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Here's some useful car tips you guys might not be aware of. A coffee filter and a little bit of olive oil can clean your interior. Removing excess weight from your car will improve gas mileage. And you can place your key fob to your chin to increase its range. I know, it's weird, right? Well, here's another tip you guys might also not know about. True Car also helps people get used cars. Yes, that's right. True Car isn't just for buying new cars. With their certified dealer network and nationwide inventory of nearly 1 million used cars, you'll enjoy real pricing on actual inventory and a simpler buying experience whether you buy new or used and with true car users can see what others paid so they know if they're getting a good deal before buying they're also more likely to enjoy a faster buying experience by connecting with true card certified dealers when you're ready to buy a new or used car check out true car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience some features not available in all states Vanderpump Rules to Vegas and everywhere in between, it's time to party with Sheena Shea. This is Shenanigans. And now, here's your host, Sheena Shea. Hey guys, we're back. I am fresh off an airplane from Iceland. I just had an incredible experience and trip, but we're back doing more shenanigans and... Literally, you guys, ever since I was a little girl, gymnastics has always been my favorite event to watch at the Olympics. And 2008 was an iconic year, I would say, for women's gymnastics. Sitting next to me is none other than the amazing, talented, gold medalist, individual overall champion who I've been a fan of for many years, Miss Nastia Lukin. Hi. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm so excited. What an intro. Yes. I want to talk about your trip to Iceland. <laughs> you probably want to talk about the Olympics. I know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, Oh my god, Iceland was incredible. It's like been on my list for a few years. Yeah. Was that your first time? Yes, first time. Bucket list, check. Literally totally everything. Worth it. Absolutely worth it. And everyone says it's a really overpriced country, but I feel like, I guess, just growing up in LA and working in Beverly Hills and whatnot, I felt it was very comparable price-wise. So, just so y'all but know. But it's also like, you get amazing other things oh that my God. LA doesn't have. Yeah, you know, so, so like, yeah. yeah, mom's here again. Oh, sorry. Hi. Yeah, <laughs> just chiming in. Sorry. It's our social media girl. <laughs> One of your many jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was incredible. So we landed, went straight to the Blue Lagoon, and then ended up driving the entire island over six days. Oh my god! So we packed up and stayed in a different place every night, whether it was That's a awesome. hotel, Airbnb, it was a group of six of us. And we got to see everything. And the way we did it, it wasn't that expensive because it was like the glaciers were free. The waterfalls were free. Like all of these things we did were just incredible sightseeing opportunities. So awesome. Oh yeah. Now I'm so, like even more eager. Yeah. We saw the Northern Lights, <laughs> the Aurora Borealis. It was Amazing tongue twister. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, is this the best time of year to go? Or um, so the northern? best time to see the lights is between October and April. They said November is even more likely, but we got really lucky with the weather. It was cloudy a few nights, and then the one day that we're literally packing up our hotel and driving a little west. That was the best place yeah. to see them. And I was like, no, we should have just stayed there another yeah. night. But then all of the clouds cleared. And that night at like midnight, we were all in the hot tub. And one of the guys was like, oh, my God, get out. And we all hop out of the hot tub. And it was a 45-minute light show in the sky. Oh, my god! It was incredible. It's like this is what you see on TV. And yes. you like experienced it. Yes. It was <laughs> so, awesome. so cool. So bucket list check. I highly recommend it. We didn't even get that much time in Reykjavik. Like, the town was, mm-hmm. like, our last night, and we were so burned out. We're, like, dinner, bed. <laughs> Go to went sleep. back yeah. to the Blue Lagoon. That's what we did for our last day. I can't believe that was yesterday. It's beautiful. Yeah. I know. And now you're, like, isn't that crazy? Yeah. To think, like, you woke up in a completely different place. Yeah, totally. Hmm. I mean, you've traveled all over. Where's your favorite place been? So, it's really interesting because... I have traveled a lot, but I haven't seen these places because we were training and competing. So, you know, any like Beijing, for instance, where the Olympics, where we trained seven hours a day, seven days a week while we were there, we didn't have a single day off. And so I was there for an entire month and I never saw the Great Wall of China. No way. So 
actually two months ago, it was just on my bucket list. I'm like, if I don't go back, um, you know, at some point, I guess, in my life, at the 10-year mark, which is insane that it's 10 years. Oh, my God, it is. I know. I'm like, oh, it's making me feel really old. But um, I'm older, so. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I kind of said, like, I want to go back at that 10-year mark. And so I went back. My manager, like, surprised me with Aww. a trip. And it was – we did two days in Beijing um, in, like – it was in a few days in Hong Kong, but it was absolutely amazing because I got, like, got to see the wall for the first yeah. time. And then we went back to the Olympic stadiums, and they actually created this huge wall um, in the Olympic Park, and they have everybody's name who won an Olympic medal, like, engraved into this wow, wall. that's so cool. So it was, like, super cool. Like, I had seen pictures. Like, people were like, oh, my God, I'm in Beijing sending me a selfie. I'm like, yeah, cool. Like, I need to see <laughs> this. Um, right. So, yeah, so that was cool. And then... Um, I'm trying to think, like, yeah, I mean, Australia was probably one of my favorites just because it's just, it's like, it's so, it's like on the opposite end of the world. Uh-huh. Like, it's just like so far away, but the people are just incredible. Um, the country's beautiful, but the same thing, like I, it was my first world championship, so I competed there and didn't really see much of it. Yeah. Um, so now it's exciting because it's like the next chapter of my life. And when I travel, I always now make sure even if it is a work trip that I put in time, whether before or totally. after. And, and I didn't have that flexibility when I was training because it was like right back home and back into training right. and, you know, on to the next thing. So, yeah. So, yeah, I'm like I'm excited to do a little bit more traveling. Awesome. Yeah. Australia and New Zealand are next on my bucket list. New, yeah, New, oh, yeah. Me too. Yeah. I want to do both. I'm like, if I'm going all the way to Australia, oh, for sure have to, I'm yeah. going to do both. You're all the way over there. Yeah. Yeah. But then I'm like, well, then should I do Bali as well while I'm over there? <laughs> that's another one, yeah. So I'm thinking January because that's their summer well, I don't sense. work that much in January, yeah. so. Yeah, and then the next Olympics are in Tokyo, which I lo- Have you been to Japan? <gasps> no. That is- might be one of my favorite places. See, like- okay, that and Australia are literally the two top things on my bucket list, and my sister was and just talking about. And complete opposites. Oh, though. totally. <laughs> like, I know. But, but it's. It's absolutely incredible. Like, yeah. I don't even know how to describe it. People are like, well, what is it about? I'm like, I don't know. Like, it's like just this, go. like, you just go. Yeah, like, you go, and then, like, you'll get it. You yeah. Know? Like, it's, it's so awesome. So I think the Olympics there are just going to be amazing. So like, fun. just to think of, like, I don't know anything about technology, but, yeah. like, just to think, like, how advanced they are in so many different things, just thinking about, like, the opening ceremony and, you know, all oh, that totally. stuff. Like, it's, it's going to be, like, next level. It's going yeah. to be amazing. My sister was just talking about going with the girlfriend of hers, and I'm like, can I hop on that trip? <laughs> like, like, can I be there? I've always there wanted go. to go there. One of my friends is actually on a plane to China right now. It's like... Oh, wow. Yeah. Lots of traveling. Yeah. Love it. Yes. So you're a West Side girl we were just talking about before we started. I love living on the West Side. Yeah. So I, ever since the Olympics, like the last 10 years, I've spent so much time in LA for work stuff. And, um, but I always stayed in like different areas depending on what Mm -hmm. I was here for. And so kind of like trying to figure out like where I wanted to live. I grew up in Texas, and mm-hmm. so I just I, – I don't know. I'm the only child, but I always loved, like, being with family and friends and having that, like, homey feel. Yeah. And I just felt like the West Side was, like, for me. And totally. I, I guess I, like, I feel like a tourist because it's, like, I, I take advantage of the fact that the beach is right there. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people in L.A. – maybe I'm wrong, but, like – they don't. Oh no, you're a right. A lot of people don't go to the to the beach. Yeah. Like, you know, and and Santa Monica is obviously like super packed, but in a lot of tourists. But I'm I'm always just like nothing beats like watching the sunset. Oh, like, I know. Uh, yeah, I I, I yeah, love it. She like, does it all the time. All the j- time. Just like going by yourself and just like sitting there yep. or like reading a book or like whatever. It's it just kind of like helps me like decompress and de-stress at the end of the day. And um, so, yeah, so I'm like a West Side girl. Yes. Um. You know, making plans with your friends that live like. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Basically, once you cross the four hundred five, it's totally. like, sorry, I'm busy tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless you're over here, so. Um, I know. I'm like, what do I have to do? Buy a boat to get my friends to hang out with me? I know exactly. So I'm yeah. Looking at boats right now. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, actually. Yeah, but my place is awesome. It's like I have my um, deck. It's right on the water, oh, so, so it's cool. like a five minute bird ride to the Venice Pier. Bird, you're a bird. I'm birder. Birder. <laughs> birder. Is that a word? A limer. A limer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I birded to the pier yeah you know but I love living over there yeah I I love that side anyway okay how many medals do you have so I have five Olympic medals Uh um 
nine world championship medals and then that's where I lose count. I don't know. Sure. I've competed in so many like national championships and in, in other um, competitions but um, so my both my parents were gymnasts as right. well. Yeah. yeah. So my dad competed at the Olympics won four medals I won five not that we're competitive or anything. <laughs> just, just putting it out there. Do you guys compare? Well we do so then he comes back and he's like I won two gold and you only won one and I'm like Okay, fine, you win. <laughs> um, or we're equal. Um, but no, you know, it was really cool because growing – so my dad was also my coach, my, basically my entire – my mom started as my coach. She was also a gymnast and world champion, and, and she was just too much of a mom. You know, if I told her – which was a good thing, but, like, when I told her, like, oh, like, I'm tired, she'd be like, okay, honey, like, go sit down. And my dad was just yeah. like, she's going to get real far in this, you know. <laughs> um, and he really just started taking over because I had, like, a bad fall, and it was nobody's fault. It was a coach that was spotting me. My hand slipped off the bar, and I came home with a black eye. Oh, my gosh. And he was like, that's it? He's like, if you're going to continue doing gymnastics, like, I'm going to be the one that's, like, spotting you. And, 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 and it wasn't because he thought he was a better coach, but right. just for safety I'm the only child he's like super protective um and I was so young and and so yeah it was it was so great being able to kind of have him you know yes there were difficult times especially you know your teenage years like high school like all of that you think you know better than your parents and um (laughs) we all go through that um and it it was obviously even harder when you know you're training for the olympics and it's just it's it's stressful to begin with yeah but at the same time he knew me more obviously not only as a you know as a parent and and as a daughter and as a um you know, as a child, but also, like, more than any coach should ever get to know an athlete because I was his daughter, and he knew, you know, the best plan for me, the best thing to do, and so I trusted him 100%, like, even if he would say, like, go to 10 Beamer teens, and I really didn't want to do that, I was like, you know what, there's a reason he's saying this. He's not just saying this out of spite or telling me, like, because he wants me to be tired. Like, I know that there's a reason, and so I always trusted him, and and also for him, like, having competed at the Olympics and, and, you know, had such success, he knew exactly what it took to get there. Yeah. And so um, – but growing up, it was really interesting because actually someone literally just asked me, like, an hour ago, like, oh, like, are your medals, like, display? Like, where are they? And I'm like, they're all, like, curled up in a ball in a safe in Texas mm-hmm. in my parents' house. And it was like – when you walk into their house, you would never know, like, who lived there. And I think growing up that way, like, that's why I never felt pressure wow. to live up to those expectations. And it wasn't until the Olympic year where, you know, it was media and they were all just like, like, don't you feel pressure to live up to, like, his accomplishments and become an Olympic gold medalist? And yeah. I was like, no, never once in my life until you mentioned it, you know? <laughs> now um, that you bring it up. <laughs> yeah, but I think it was just something that – you know, we're, we're proud of what we've done, but it's, we never felt like it was something that needed to be like displayed. Like that's like our family home, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like the accomplishments, like stay at like the office basically or the gym. And and so I think just growing up, like it motivated me because I knew what he did and I wanted to grow up to be like him, but I never was like, oh my gosh, just because, you know, he's an Olympic gold medalist, like I have to do the same thing. Right. so what age did you, like, fall in love with gymnastics and know that's what you wanted I to do? I honestly, like, don't even – like, ever since I was – my parents didn't want me to do gymnastics because they had both done it. Really? And they knew, yeah. And no one believes that. But, like, I promise you they knew, like, how hard it was. Uh-huh. And especially being, you know, the only child, they they truly wanted me to be happy. And my happiness immediately came from gymnastics. I fell in love with it at such an early age. I was born in Moscow. We moved to the United States when I was about two and a half, three years old. And my dad was still training and competing. And they started coaching at a gym. And then they opened up their own gym. And so I, you know, at the time when they moved to the United States, they didn't speak any English, had no money. They just had a dream. And I, you know, they didn't have money for a babysitter. So luckily for them, I fell in love with the sport and never wanted to leave the gym. So they're like, thank God, because we don't know what we would have done. But but they never pushed or forced me to do it. It was always my dream and my goal. And, you know, they were obviously there along that journey with me um, and would always help me if, you know, whatever I needed. But it was never like we want you to do this and we want you to, like, continue the family tradition or, you know, whatever. It was – it was actually quite opposite. My mom, like, just wanted me to play the piano. <laughs> and so she would take me to piano lessons, and I would cry every single time. And I was like, I don't want to be here. Like, I'm, I'm, you know, all my other teammates are at the gym. Like, I'm, I'm taking away, you know, from learning more gymnastics. And, and she's like, no, you have to. You have to try it out for a little bit. And finally, I think after a few months, she was like, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go. Like, clearly right. this isn't going. But I do think it's important to try other things, you know, and especially, like, 
when I eventually have kids, a lot of people ask me, like, would you want your kids to do gymnastics? And it's like, sure, if they want to. You know, I'm never, ever going to push or force them to do it. It's so important to find something that you love, you know, and that you're passionate about. And for me, it was gymnastics. But, like, for them, that it might not be. And that's totally Totally. fine. Probably prefer, you know, not to. Three generations is a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Those are a few questions I was going to ask. So, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. What's your favorite part of gymnastics? Like, did you like doing the overall or, like, the beam? Or which yeah, one so is your I was like the complete opposite of like every other gymnast. I had no muscle. I was not strong. I was not <laughs> fast. I couldn't. Tumbling and vault were my least favorite because I just I wasn't a powerful gymnast. I was like I was tall at five two. I was the tallest one on my Olympic team. <laughs> right. Oh, which is crazy. Um, but. I, do you I think was, that helped with, like, certain... Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, with certain things, and then it also was, like, made it harder for right. certain things. But I really excelled more on, like, the uneven bars and the balance beam. And, and just in terms of, like, even on floor, like, I was better at, like, the choreography and the leaps and the jumps instead of, like, the actual tumbling. Mm-hmm. Um, but we used it, you know, we kind of... You you work with the system. You figure out what works for you. You know, yeah. and I was able to do so many different, like connections and and turns and jumps on the floor that like a lot of the other um you know a lot of my other teammates couldn't do but like I couldn't do the tumbling passes that they were doing so you you kind of you really have to like work with it's like a puzzle piece you have to figure out what works best for you and and my mom was a rhythmic gymnast so I feel like I got you know a lot of that flexibility from her like I never had to you know I stretched every day but I never had to focus on my flexibility it's like mm-hmm. it was such a natural thing to nice. me whereas yeah. like for other gymnasts like it's not you know because their right. muscles are kind of in the way yeah <laughs> I'm like I didn't didn't have any still don't <laughs> still working on it <laughs> my goal was always just to get my back handspring without a spotter <laughs> being a cheerleader it's my a big whole deal. life yeah yeah and so I can still do a back walkover at 33 years old but a back handspring that's impressive like Unless I'm on back? a trampoline. I literally have a photo of me from Iceland that we're in the middle of the road. There's no one on the road whatsoever. And so we're like, we should take some pictures, like, For sitting sure. in the middle of the road. Yeah. And then one of the girls, like, is doing, like, a front handspring. And I was like, wait, that looks really cool. I want to do that with, like, the sunset in the yeah. background. But I slept funny on the plane and oh, totally, no. like, pulled, like, I had, like, a kink in my shoulder. So I got to the back bend part and I was like... Yeah, that's I can't. Not, maybe not. <laughs> You're like, how do I? What do I do? Yeah, now? I was like, I'm not gonna try and push myself yeah. over, but. I definitely feel it, like, now, the older I get. I'm like, how much longer am I still going to be able to do, like, a few of these skills? I definitely can't do, like, a lot. But um, even whether it's, like, dancing. We were talking about I did Dancing with the Stars. I know. I want to talk about that. Yeah. (laughs) I was, like, sore for, like, a week after that. So, yeah. (laughs) Tell me what that was like because that is literally one of my goals. It has been since the first season of that show. I think I was in college when it started. And I'm like, one day – I'm going to be on that. And it hasn't happened yet, but... It's okay. It's still going. Yeah. 27th? Yeah. Something? I think it's um, kind of like a contract thing with Bravo, but I don't know. <laughs> well, you never know. Yeah. Um, so when I got asked to do this, I had always wanted to do it as well. And mm-hmm. a few of my teammates had done it. And I just like, it looked like so much fun. Um, you know, it's, I'm, I'm like still have like a heavy duty spray tan going on right now. <laughs> Between the spray tan, the, the costumes, you know, the... I think what I, I mean, I loved a lot of things. I think what was really cool being, especially being a gymnast was like, when you're out there on the competition floor, you're obviously portraying yourself and you're like, for me, I was so stoic, so serious. And a lot of my other teammates were like, um, you know, like always bubbly and smiley. And Mm -hmm. so I always came across as like, are you allowed to say bitch? Yeah. Okay. 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 (laughs) I always came across as like the bitch because I was just like very stoic and serious. And, you know, part of that is like, you know, my, my Russian background, I guess, but also it was like, that's how I focused. Whereas some of my other teammates, like for them to focus and kind of stay calm, they let loose and they were Mm -hmm. laughing and, and, and we were just very different. But being able to do the show was so cool because every single week you play a different character. Yeah, that's yeah. Awesome. yeah, and so it's like it's obviously a little bit of acting, but it's just like it's like one day you're a brunette, the next day sure. you're like a Disney princess, and the next you know. So it's like 
that I loved that part of it and that was like the creative of it I think was like so exciting kind of seeing it come to life like first you're given um, the dance type that you know whatever type of dance that you have that week then you know you work well I, my partner was Derek Huff who was amazing um, right and, and then you had Sasha for yeah, a few weeks yeah so he unfortunately got that hurt sure. in the middle um, and but but work he's like a creative genius right. like it was so cool to kind of see that process of like he's such like a like and it's all in his head and like sometimes it's like hard for him to communicate his thoughts to mm-hmm. words and I'm like I need to see it and I need and so so we struggle with that a little bit he'd be like just like do like this and I'm like can he show me like, <laughs> I'm like I don't know those terms but but so that the whole process was incredible I think what was really really difficult for us that season was we were built. I was living in New York. He was living in New York. I was going to school full time at NYU. He was doing um, a show at Radio City, the New York Spring Spectacular. He had thirteen shows a week. I had a full load of school, and That's so crazy. binding rehearsal times like was really challenging. And then I'd have to obviously the shows live in Los Angeles, in Los and Angeles. so this is insane. Were you flying back and forth every week? every week for ten yeah. weeks? That's crazy. Oh, wow. I did Vegas yeah. to LA every week for four months, but that was Vegas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah, so it's like, insane. wow. That was very challenging because I would have to be out here by Friday, I guess, or Saturday. And when I got to LA, I had to learn the dance that he taught me with another partner because he couldn't get to LA until morning, Monday morning, morning yeah. of the show. Oh my god! He would land at like 4 or 5 a.m. 6 a.m. we'd have a rehearsal because I hadn't seen him in three or four days or uh-huh. whatever it was. We'd get to the studio and he's like, why did you change this? Like, this is different. Mm-hmm. You're, and I was just like, <laughs> like, okay, okay, okay. Um, and so then we'd get to the studio at 7 a.m. We'd start hair and makeup. We'd have, it was a live band so mm-hmm. all week you rehearse yeah. to a track. So when it's a live band, everything is like whether it's you know seems slower or faster or whatever and then we'd have um a full dress rehearsal at one o'clock and then go back into hair and makeup final you know finishing touches five o'clock was the live show you know pst and then done at seven press line rush to lax get on a red eye would land wow. Tuesday at like 6, 7 a.m. And I'd have class Tuesday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Wednesday half the day. And then Insane. we'd start rehearsing like Wednesday or Thursday. And then I had to – so we literally were learning dances That's in like so a day and a half. Yeah. So the experience – like I don't regret it for the world. I wish I could like do it again and actually have the experience of like being here in L.A. And that's like the coolest – one of the coolest parts is like you create these friendships with yeah. like you know like with Sasha like I'm like well and Derek like he was at the show um uh, this last week mm-hmm. um, backstage and, and Sasha obviously it's like you just you bond with these people because you you go through so much and you and it's crazy because when I when I s- signed up to do it I guess like I never really thought that that would happen I'm thinking like this is a reality dance show right. like you yeah. don't realize you're like I meet in the Olympics like so part of me was kind I treated it like the Olympics I'm like this is a competition you know and so again I kind of went into that like competition mode Mm -hmm. of like being focused and serious and stoic and then like the cameras would turn off and I'd like be myself and Derek was like okay like you can't (laughs) like just be you like and so I think that's really what I learned a lot was that you know, it's okay to just, like, be yourself all the time. And I think as a gymnast and competing at the Olympics, I was so used to kind of, like, turning it on mm-hmm. for cameras or for, like, the judges, you know, when the green light goes on. And so um, I just learned that, like, and he kind of, like, taught me, like, people are going to love you for just, like, who you are. Right. Not for, you know, the medals that you've won or the accomplishments that you have. Yeah. And, so, and it was a transitional phase in my life. I had just retired from gymnastics and didn't know who I was as a person. I had no idea what my passions were or anything. Thing. And so, you know, it's, it's crazy to say that, like, a reality TV show, like, really helped kind of figure that out. for, or I figured it out for myself, I guess, during that process. But it really did. And um, it just – it made me kind of, like – realize like who I was and that you know it's just just be yourself and then you know also having so much fun and learning how totally. to dance a little bit awesome. <laughs> yeah. I just um was catching up on my TV because I've been yeah. gone for like yeah. a week last night and this morning and I watched the Monday night's episode yeah, oh was God, that's so fun so to do fun. it again yeah so I had just landed back in LA I was traveling um and I guess this was like the 
was like a week, about a week before um, Dina, she texted me and she's like, hey, it's Trio Week. Like, Mary Lou would love to have you. And she was like, any chance you could fly in? I was like, I'm here. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm Down. already in LA. Yeah. And she was like, oh my God, okay. <laughs> um, and again, like, you just become like part of this family, which is like, yeah. it's so awesome. And it's so much fun coming back because you then like, you know the drill, you know? Right. And it's like. Yeah, you just you're like, almost like the pro. Which then also <laughs> I was gonna say, I'm, even though I'm not a pro, but you feel a little bit more pressure because mm-hmm. you have done the show, right. and you also like don't want to mess it up for like Mary Lou, or, you right. know, the person. So it's like we were all talking, all the people that were like back, kind of like as you know the trio. We were all like, wait, we are like a little bit more nervous because you're mm-hmm. expected to be yeah. good or yeah. like better, you know. And so and it was so good. It was so it was good. good. It, was so it was so fun. Like yeah. so, I've done the Charles in like 10 times now. I feel like every time I'm back, I I've, love I've done that it. dance. It, at first I was like, oh man, like again, you know, but but then like so I talked to Sasha and he was like, this is, okay, this is like the vision. And I was like, I love it. Like it's so like, it was just so fun and mm-hmm. I felt like, and all the dances were so amazing, but this one was just so different because it told a story, right. you know, and it was just like the set, I, I don't know, and you know, Mary Lou and I are a little bit different heights and so I was just like, <laughs> some of the lifts, we were like, wait a second, how is this going to happen like the one that I was sitting that on was his impressive. shoulder. I know. I, so I started I started like on the like basically the bottom and she was sitting up there and I was like longer and so I was like almost touching the ground oh, and I'm no. like wait a second <laughs> like we need Let's to switch. Swap. Yeah. I went back twice on the DVR yeah. and looked at it again. Yeah, was it really was cool. fun. Yeah. It was really so cool. it's it's just fun mm-hmm. being able to like play a character yeah. and and dance. Like I think that was also my biggest fear was and as a gymnast, you're expected to do well on the show, you know, and people think totally. that you have – I had never taken a dance class in my life. And so I was, like, doing a salsa or a samba in front of however many millions of people yeah. watch every week. Uh-huh. Like, that scared me. Like, so I was, like, I can go do go out there and do, like, my Olympic beam routine or my floor routine. Right. But, like, the second – you know, it's like it's it's out of your comfort zone for sure. But. Do you think that type of background with like floor exercises and stuff like that helped you choreography to pick up every week a new dance? Absolutely. And I think like <laughs> I feel like we got lucky um, given like Derek didn't have a lot of time. I didn't have a lot mm-hmm. of time. And I'm used to like don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not a professional dancer by any means. So I don't pick it up as quickly as the pros do. But just like having a, you know, I, I've done choreography like my whole right. life, very different than Dancing with the Stars, yes. but at least I like knew some of the movements and knew how to like, you know, if you would say like a point your toe or your hand out or like whatever steps, whatever it was, it was a little easier I would say than yeah. someone that has like no background in like any like dance gymnastics. Like you've been disciplined and trained yes. your whole yes, life exactly. so you knew how to yeah and then I attention. also think like a lot of like actors actors do well because they also like are portraying characters you know mm-hmm. so it's like that's the part that I had to kind of learn a little bit yeah. more of like okay like you know facial expressions and you know again like I was just so looking at the camera <laughs> while keeping the choreography yes, down but yes, like exactly <laughs> yeah so rumor um was on my season and she won and I'm mm-hmm. like like she was incredible, an incredible dancer, but even more so, like just her the characters that she played. I was yeah. just like, oh my god, you're so good. Mm-hmm. Um, which amazing parents and amazing mm-hmm. backgrounds, but but um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's so fun to just like create these friendships, you know, for sure. So, yeah. yeah. What was your favorite type of dance? Hmm. Well, the one dance I couldn't wait to do was the contemporary, and we never got it. Oh no! <laughs> it was the it was the one that we were actually saving the whole season for the finale, and then we got eliminated literally the week before the finale. And we were like, "Oh man, we Bummer. had like an awesome is um a Sia song. It was going to be incredible. She was actually going to come sing live. Oh. And, what? Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, um, but other than that, I feel like the Argentine tango was really cool because. We actually, it was that week, every week is like a theme. That week was most memorable moment or most memorable moment of your life or mm-hmm. whatever. So I picked the Olympics and um, it was actually the floor, the same floor music that I won my gold medal with, we did our dance to. And I That's had never cool. performed it since. And so I think Derek, that was probably his like, the, the week he struggled with most because mm-hmm. he was like, he felt a lot of pressure to kind of like make this so special. Sure. And it was really, really cool because... At the beginning of the dance, it opened it up, and they went back to, you know, the NBC show when, when it was on TV at the Olympics, and, it, and, and one of my colleagues, he was like, this is it, like, a routine of a lifetime. 
Nasty Lucan or something, and they like put that voice at the beginning of the dance routine, and yeah. so I was like, my heart started beating, and I like felt like I was at the Olympics, and and so yeah, so I feel like that was really special, and it was most like I kind of felt most comfortable. It was kind of like the dance is like the samba and the salsa that I didn't love, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I loved the Argentine tango and. Um, I guess the Charleston has just been like it. That one's fun. It's so you know? fun. It's, it's like, such a cute dance. You yeah. have those classic moves. It's yeah. just like happy. Yeah, it's happy. That's exactly. I gotta yeah. learn the Charleston. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was so. And like rehearsals are like fun in it. You know, right. it's like a lot of times it's like serious or it's like you know it's um romantic and so you have to like and I mean I didn't date my partner so it's like you <laughs> you really have to like try right. to act and like try to and I wasn't always as good at that because I feel like. You know, or I know, like, when I was competing, I was always by myself on the mm-hmm. dance floor. And so it was hard for me at times to, like, adjust to having someone else right in front of my face, you know, right. and having to interact with them as opposed to just going out there and performing. Yeah. So, so you were saying one of the songs was from the Olympics. Yeah. Did you get to pick your own music for your um, your routines and stuff? or like At the Olympics? Yes. So my mom and I did. Okay. Um, yeah, she was... Um, you know, she was my first coach, didn't coach me after that, but she, and we would just literally spend hours and hours just listening, um, to music and we just wanted to find something. I mean, my type was just always like more classical, I guess, just because of like my body type and the way that I like did my choreography and dance. And so, um, we would literally, it was like when Barnes and Nobles had like the music section and you can listen to the CDs. I don't know Uh if you remember that, but like we would literally just, you and then <laughs> only a few years, but five. Um, um, but we would we would just listen in, for hours and hours, and then we would like cut the pieces together, and so it was like an entire process. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we found that piece and, and kind of put it together. And, and my choreographer in Texas, she choreographed it for me, and um, yeah, and it just became yeah. It was it was cool. I've always wondered that because like on Dancing with the Stars, I don't think you really get to pick your song or your dance. You know, it's yeah. given to you. So yeah. I always wondered if it's like that song is something that's like personal so, to you. Or... So I think it's like it's not that doesn't always work that way. I think just because my parents were so involved. Yeah. Um, I think like a lot of times like well the national team like you have a few choreographers that you work with. I always worked with like a personal one that mm-hmm. that coached at our at our my parents' gym. But a lot of times it's you know between the choreographer and your coaches and they're kind of like here's your music, you right. know, and you're just like, oh my God, this is so annoying. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think it depends. I mean, I think especially like once you're kind of at that Olympic level, you have to be comfortable and you have to right. be confident with it because it's, it really is about performing, you yeah. know, and like for the judges and, and everything. So yeah. Totally. I loved on Monday night's episode how it was like Mary Lou was like, you know, I don't want to disappoint Sasha or Nastia, but I like know. just your advice and everything, like, cause I, I mean, I'm not an Olympic medalist by any means, but but I'm a perfectionist yeah. as well. And so I'm like watching that and I was like, oh my God, I know like if I do ever do this show, like even just when I'm in the recording studio, if I can't hit the right note or sing it the right way, it's just like I'm such a perfectionist. Yourself. So I'm the same way. I was actually just talking to one of my best friends um, today about it, Carshell, and she was like, we're so similar, which it's, it's a great quality to have, mm-hmm. you know, to be like to strive for perfection but then sometimes it can hurt you because it's like frustrating it's super frustrating and then you feel like you know again it's a great quality because you never want to get give up until you feel satisfied but at the same time you're just like you know I don't know is there such thing as perfection you know so it's like you're always striving for something else which again is great but it's also kind of like at what point you know you get frustrated to a point like where Mary Lou was and she Mm -hmm. was just like Again, she like, and I felt so bad because she kept telling me like, I just don't pick up as quick as you. And I was just like, oh my God, like I'm try- I'm here to like try to help her. Right. Like, I don't want to make her feel more uncomfortable. And she's 50 years old and she's I, doing yeah. amazing. And that's what I kept telling her. I was like, when was the last time you did anything like this? Because right. I, I did like last season on Dancing with the Stars, I did like a little dance. So it was like, it's only yeah. been a few months, you know? Right. And she was like, like 34 years. I'm like, exactly. <laughs> oh my God, like, my whole that life. Is so, yeah. And it's like. It, it's muscle memory. Like, I sure. took between high school and going to NYU, I took seven years. And my first semester, I was like, holy shit. Like, what is calculus? Like, yeah. I'm looking at my hot pink <laughs> graphing calculator from high school. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, trying to hide under the table. But I didn't want to buy a new one because, like, yeah. I knew I wasn't going to need it for long. And and I was just – I was so afraid because right. it – you know, it, it it's so hard to, like, get back in that routine and that rhythm. And so that's what I was trying to explain to her. I'm like – 
this is so foreign to you right now to move your body like this. Sure. And, and even had you just competed, like, I mean, I was only a few years out and it was still challenging. And that's mm-hmm. what I said. I'm like, you don't see everyone else struggle. You know, you see like I love the, that you said that. Well, because you see like the 90 second package that's mm-hmm. produced and put together. And it's like, yes, sometimes they show the difficult times. But a lot of times you see like everyone smiling and having fun. Right. And yes, it is fun. But you don't see the struggle. And, and I think like not just on the show and not just Dancing with the Stars, but all of us like in life, right? Mm-hmm. Because we live this world on social media in a very curated, filtered world yeah. where like mm-hmm. no one shares their, you know, a, a lot of times like some people do a great job I'm like trying to work on that is like kind of one of my flaws that I don't share a lot of like you know my insecurities or my disappointments or like the struggles that you go through and I think that's so important for like this next generation because mm-hmm. they look at our Instagrams and they're like oh my god they have this perfect life and oh totally like, oh honey no it's like you <laughs> like, can't no, take no, a bad no. photo you're like no I can't I just no, don't I can't. post them exactly <laughs> I'm like do you want to look through my camera yeah. how many it took to get that one exactly um and yeah so it's just it's it's challenging because we don't all we don't all see that and so you you compare yourself and and your life to others and and right. what you think is perfect and um trust me it's not you know and so that's kind of what I was like trying to explain um to her with the show I'm like I've seen it I've been through it like mm-hmm. there were times where I was like I literally like don't know how I'm gonna get through this like the the last few weeks of Dancing with the Stars was you know closer to the finale it was also like finals at NYU and I was like wow. oh my gosh like how am I gonna study for five finals learn this dance fly cross country right. you know and not half ass something you yeah. know because that's the other thing as a perfectionist you don't want to half ass anything no. you want to make sure that you're giving 100% everything but then Absolutely. you're like, what am I left with? <laughs> you know, you kind of give everything that you have. So, yeah. So, yeah. So I was kind of and, – and that's kind of what she shared too. She was just like, you know, it, to be able to relate to somebody in that way. Mm-hmm. Like I was like – as a gymnast and and very similar you know as any kind of performer you're just so used to like being on and trying to be perfect Mm -hmm. and and trying to make people happy you know and it's like I I'm I'm a people pleaser you know it's like that's something that I like to do and sometimes you have to be like okay but what's gonna make me happy you know and and so it's it's definitely a struggle at times but I think it it's also what makes us successful you know and and for you to achieve those goals and those dreams so um so yeah it's it's about having balance absolutely I just headlined a show in Vegas for four months. It was um, mm-hmm. an off-Broadway comedy. It had a dance at the end. Yeah. And, like, the first night was such a high. And it was so good. Everything went perfectly. Mm-hmm. And then the second night, I guess it's, like, a thing in theater where they say it's, like, second night blue. Whatever oh, really? it's called. But I was, like, literally hysterical that night. My yeah. mom was there. And I was just crying after. I was like, it wasn't that good. And it was just, like, being a perfectionist. Like, I wanted every night the mm-hmm. show to be perfect. And it was, and like. And that's impossible when you impossible. have four months of that. Especially yeah. when it's live theater. It's, like, you don't get to rewind and edit that, it. That's what I was talking to some of my friends that are actors and that's what they were they were kind of saying that and they were just like, you know, what's what's so impressive about athletes or, or the Olympics is like, you have one chance. Like, mm-hmm. the judge raises their flag and you can't be like, hold on, let me have another take. I messed yeah. up my line. And, and not to discredit, like, actors or that industry by any means at all because the, it's incredible what they can do, but it makes you kind of think, like, when it's live, as you know, like, when you're totally. performing live and you don't have, like, a chance to tell the audience, like, just a second, let me yeah. try that again. <laughs> yeah. I just messed that up. So, you kind of learn from your mistakes yeah. and you learn to just, like do your best you right. know and, and that's all anybody can ask from you there was one night I tried to just completely improv and like be funny and it just failed like, totally <laughs> that's hashtag when fail that's when you're just like just stick to the plan like, yeah I was like trying to use what someone yelled out because our show is very audience interactive and yeah. I was trying to use what they yelled out as like a joke yeah. and then I was like wait what, Where am I on. going with it? What's my line? What am I saying? And thankfully, the other guy who was starring yeah. opposite me, like, asked Help. me the question and picked me up. I was like, and that's where we are. Okay. Yeah. But then the director the next week, I guess that was the night they didn't tell us that they were taping it for the director of in New course. York. I'm like, yeah. I haven't really? messed up a line once in the two months. Time. And the one night. Just how it works. But that wasn't even a part that he critiqued me on. He's like, you did? He's like, I didn't even notice that. And I'm like, Wait. here I am. I flew all the way to New York. I'm like at dinner with him. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. He's going to be, be so about that, that line. I, not my job to improv it's the other guys and I was trying to be funny and he like didn't even didn't notice even bring that it part up. yeah great funny. <laughs> like, oh, okay 
Um, so I noticed uh, Sean Johnson was in the audience on yeah. Monday. We actually live together out here. What, you do? <laughs> yeah. No um, way. Yeah, so I split my time between East Coast and West Coast. She splits her time between Nashville and here. And okay. And we had just been spending so much time out here. Um, and so we were both kind of thinking at the exact same time, like, it's time to get, like, a place out here and stop, yeah. like, being in hotels. And um, and so we were both at the same time looking for one-bedrooms. And then we, were, we, like, looked at each other and we were like, wait, this is either going to be the worst idea ever or, like, <laughs> the best idea ever. And it's been 14 months now. Wow. And, okay. And we don't overlap a lot. Yeah. And so it's like, that's probably why it's great. We're both the only child. We've never had roommates. And so oh. we we were wow. just like, uh, like, and then we were like, okay, we just got to lay down like some boundaries and we definitely get on each other's nerves, like for sure. Anyone you live with, you're going to. Yeah. But I think it's also been like, it's been great too, because again, we, it's not an everyday thing. Like right. we don't relax. And then when we do, we're and we're together. It's so fun. Like nice. I, I'm the only child, so I never had a sister. Yeah. You know, I always wanted a sister and, um, whether it's like working out or going to an event or, you know, just Postmates and, and movie <laughs> night and right. a little too much of that. But, um, so yeah, so it's been. It's been fun to kind of be able to be on this like next phase of life and and be friends and, yeah. and kind of yeah share this. So. Yeah, because you guys had what an eight year break where you didn't talk. It's crazy. At all. I know. That's like it's so crazy. She's like thanks for bringing that up. Shana. No, well, no, I mean, no. It's I like ask about it the, now. You guys honestly, are it's yeah. It's like it's the things facts. Happen. Yeah, and so I think like. We were so young. Like sure. at the, she was sixteen, I was seventeen or eighteen. Yeah, and um, but also like five years less maturity wise because like our whole life was just gymnastics. We didn't right. have like we're out of gymnastics world skills or like maturity. Yeah. I think like we were mature in ways of like started like fending for myself and doing my own laundry when I was 12 and you know figuring right. out like those types of things but then it was just like relationships and situations like that like we didn't have that we were so focused on ourselves and our gymnastics and our performances so um it got to a point where it was just I think it um it was it was just the weirdest thing we, we there was never like pinpoint one thing and that's what it was it just yeah. became like over time because we were so competitive you know as gymnasts and it was always like it was either Sean won and I got second or I won and Sean got second so it became this like we were rivals and but then that kind of like turned into like off the competition floor yeah. and it was like okay Sean you know got this deal and like Nasty got this and then it's like this uh -huh. and all of a sudden like we it was like agents and then the media and like all this and we were like oh my god like yeah like we should be competing against you know, and like, even though we shouldn't have, but like, we did, didn't quite realize it. And mm -hmm. then it came to a point where it was like one year, two years, three years. And then we were like, okay, now it's like awkward. You right. know, we would yeah, see sure. each other at events sometimes. And it's like the awkward, like, hey, how are you? Good. You roll your eyes. Mm -hmm. I can relate to that. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you totally. can. Totally. I mean, we, we all can. You know, yeah. you all have people in your life that you're competitive with, mm -hmm. but it got to a point where it was like really unhealthy. And, we would laugh all the time because, or now we laugh because for eight years we wouldn't follow each other on Instagram, but we would <laughs> literally you wake up, get on your phone. She's the first person that I saw, you know, it was yeah. the same thing. And it was, it, it just got too crazy to the point where we were just like, this is like stupid. Right. <laughs> literally there was no other, like, I have no idea like why or whatever. And then we were just kind of like, okay, where you, you know, we're in our like mid twenties, late twenties. And it's like, what was the reason? Like, when right. you actually think about it, mm -hmm. you know, and it wasn't us. It's not we, worth it. No, we were roommates at the Olympics. Like, yeah. We were best friends before. And we were, were so similar. Like, she's – we have very similar drive and work ethic, and we just get each other. And it's it's hard to find people in your life that, like, right. know, like, what you – you know, it's like I the question that I hate is, like, so, like, what do you do now? And it's just like, I, I don't even want to go. You know, like, <laughs> I, don't, I do a lot of things, you know? And, mm -hmm. and so it's like it's hard to find those people that, like, truly understand get your life and um and so yeah so it's just it's been awesome to kind of be, be friends again That's I mean amazing. it was like we caught we didn't even have each other's numbers anymore because we both changed numbers and I was living in New York and and I was like well um let me know if you're ever in New York and she was like I'm actually there next week and we met at the Bowery Hotel That's at awesome. Gemma and we both like started crying and it yeah. was just it when you experience something so special like the Olympics and you are side by side you know achieving your lifelong dreams of becoming you know an Olympian an Olympic gold medalist it's like that bond is forever you know no yeah. matter what you go through mm -hmm. in life and and it's just so fun now like and, and not even like Sean and I but our entire Olympic team there were six of us and we're all 
super close. Um, one of my other teammates, Sam, she lives, you know, a few miles from me. And it's, it's just so fun to have, you know, these other girls in your life that – you don't necessarily always talk to or see mm-hmm. every day, but no matter how much time goes by, like you're you're there for them. You yeah. know, it's like if one of them calls me, like I will answer it, and I will like like we're there for each other no matter what. If someone's going through a hard time or you know happy moments in life, like sad moments, like t- hard whatever it is, like we're always going to be there for each other. So, totally, yeah, I love that. Yeah. I feel like too, just like especially nowadays, even more. Not so much in two thousand eight, but like with social media and just the media in general, it's so easy to believe the things that people are saying and you're like you know what okay maybe they are right like maybe we shouldn't like each other and then it's like that's team really sean it, team Nasia. it literally like, was that and, and you guys sh- were on a team together i know <laughs> and i know and that's like the hardest thing for me like it's so funny like i'm just i w- i feel like my whole life i like competed against like my closest friends and i'm just like yeah i'm done like competing against people like it, it, it's like even comes down to um, Soul Cycle and Flywheel. Like at Flywheel, it's like super competitive, and like your name's on the board, and like Soul Cycle is more just like chill. And I'm like, I you know went to fly, and I was like, nope, I, I can't do it. Like yeah. I don't want to compete against anyone anymore. Like I yeah. did that. I'm like, I'm I'm working out for myself, not to compete against people right. anymore. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it obviously serves its purpose, and you know, you everyone wants to be the best, but I think uh, towards the end, it just brought out like you know not not always good you know so it's nice to like that we can be adults yeah <laughs> and totally. be friends again now so yeah well you yeah. look amazing what's well, your like you. go-to exercise like how do you stay in this perfect shape with your little 18 inch waist <laughs> um gosh I so she's like it's just genetic no well a little bit like my mom ha- we're, we're well, of course you similar. come from two gymnasts yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> we're very similar but um I I like just changing it up. I, I tr- the hardest part I think for me, and I feel it most. I feel it, and I like see it most is is when I travel. Like mm-hmm. being on the road is so hard, whether it's a vacation or work. Yeah. Like you're just like, okay, mm, like a drink here, eating out here. Like okay, that I'll was have my dessert. last week. <laughs> yeah, but also like what I realized, and I was like super strict with myself for so long, and I'm like, but I also want to enjoy life, mm-hmm. you know, because it's like we're not guaranteed tomorrow. We don't totally. know, and so it's like you you can't be miserable, you know. And so I think it's it's important if you want to have a night out with your girlfriends or, or whatever it is or have ice cream or and and that's something like my parents always taught me was I think because I was never restricted from anything like they always let we we always had ice cream in our freezer like Mm -hmm. we always had desserts and it was like they you know it was never like I couldn't have it like it was just like you know I knew like if I had a competition coming up like I wouldn't have it or you know if I did want a cookie like I would have one but I wouldn't have the whole box of cookies and and so I think just growing up yeah yeah moderation and so yeah and then I think like again like it's the hardest part for me is is truly traveling and not being in a routine like when I'm here it's it's first of all LA is like the easiest place to get something healthy whereas like totally my god you could be in like the middle of America and you're just like the healthiest thing is like a sandwich with like cheese you know it's like and here you can get like a great organic salad or a juice or like something anywhere you are um working out i i have a, an amazing trainer out here chase who is is awesome saw him this morning um but i also like mixing it up between i love hot yoga um core power mm-hmm. um i i during gymnastics, I had to run every day, like not mm. long, but two to three miles, and I just I can't do it, like yeah. because I, I had running. to do it for so long, like and I like had to do it, not that I was like forced to do it, but it was part of our training. And right. so now I'm like, someone tells me, I'm like, no, no, it's not something you enjoy, not. Like, <laughs> unless you're being chased. I'm right? not running. Yes, <laughs> and like Sean's actually training for um the the a marathon, and she wow. started her oh, training wow. yesterday, and she's like, hey, want to join me? And I'm like, no, hell no, <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm like, I'll be here. I'll go to hot yoga with you tonight like it's just I feel miserable doing it and so I I think the most important thing to find again with whether it's a career whether it's a sport or you know physical activity is to find something that you like and that doesn't feel sure. like you're like being miserable yeah. or make you know, someone's forcing you to do it because like why would you want to do that well totally. just like your trainer Seth he'll mm-hmm. put you on a meal plan but she lets him know I will still have my tacos oh yeah oh, first <laughs> that was what I missed the most in Iceland I'm like I just want some goddamn tacos I know the yeah. last night in Iceland I swear we stop at a gas station I walk in there's a place called Serrano that had tacos <laughs> I was like chatted me I'm that. not 
even hungry, but I'm doing it. Uh, yeah, you're like, I, just, I have to. Yeah, yeah. There's no fast food in Iceland. The yeah, only place they have is Subway. Yeah, but it's because the economy took like a huge what flop or whatever yeah. and they had to like get rid of all the mcdonald's and like oh, all of wow. everything so it was like just driving around this country i mean it was there we would go hours where yeah, there's just nothing but waterfalls and just gorgeous views but yeah. then i was like i'm hungry i, I haven't <laughs> seen one drive through here yeah yeah i mean no, even I switzerland has mcdonald's yeah but yeah but yeah, yeah, again, like I think it's it's moderation. It's 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 doing something that you like to do. I don't don't deprive yourself. Keep yeah, yourself yeah. Happy. absolutely. And also, like, sorry, my earring is like calling me. I've got like this cough on. <laughs> look at this. Look at mine. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, like my podcast. My hopes are here. smashed um, right now. <laughs> but I think it's like I used to tell myself too, like I have to work out every day because that's what I did mm-hmm. for so long, and I thought that that's what I needed to do. And now I'm like, no, you don't have to. You know, no, and that's good. what I tell Chase. Like my trainer, I'm just like hey like okay I, I can do like three times this week like what times what to, you know whatever and we we work out and it's like sometimes I'm like like last week when I was doing dance like every day I was rehearsing six hours and he texted That's me work out enough. he texted me he's like hey when can you come in and I'm like I just I'm did like, six hours yeah yeah and one time but I felt I was like you know like I haven't been here I haven't seen him in a while like I, I do need a good workout in like I'm gonna be on TV you know you yeah. think like all these crazy things and so I went and worked out and I was like okay but like I also have to dance like don't do anything hard I left and I, like, I couldn't move and so I was sore. like oh my gosh this was the worst idea ever I truly you need to listen to yourself yeah. you know? to your and body. listen to your body yeah. yeah and especially like when you're training for something like the Olympics like obviously like you don't really have that choice of like being like eh, I don't really want to work out today you know it's like you mm-hmm. have an obligation to your country mm-hmm. and you know we're on the national yeah. team and the pressure yeah right? yeah there definitely is a lot of pressure but you also want to like you want to live up to that, but you also want to make people proud. Sure. Now it's like I'm doing this for my like I did gymnastics for myself, but now I'm like really like not working out for anybody except myself. Yeah. And so it's it's easier for me. You know, it's like today, like I was like he was like, Oh, like seven AM or like three and I was just like, Well, I can't do three. I guess seven it is and I woke up and I was like, Oh my god, bad idea. I don't want to do this. <laughs> but I was like, you know what? No, like you should go and I left and like as and you, you feel know, good you after. feel great and I'm like, Okay, I'm so glad I did that. Totally. Like, yeah. That's so. what I forced myself today. I was like first day back, I texted my trainer last night from the flight. I was like, Okay, what time tomorrow? And that's what I have to yeah. do. Like when I'm motivated, I make because it's like it's easy, <laughs> it's easy to like cancel, you know. Uh-huh. But I'm like I oh I I've never one time I canceled on him actually this week because I was like I realized I double booked myself and I had a hair appointment. I was like yeah. So he's like really hair. Oh, oh, I'm, like, hair. I'm like sorry, she's like really busy, right? <laughs> and he's like so much. I'm like okay, yeah. I've but, totally yeah. done that for yeah, either yeah, a nail yeah. or hair appointment. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But like I also like didn't cancel and, like. I wasn't just sitting on my couch eating chips. Right. Right. You know what I mean? I was like, it's I, I did have It was to a do. legitimate reason. It, it was it's logistical. Yeah. You know? I'm when like, the I hair person's available, you gotta go. Right. You can always squeeze those in. Exactly. You know? yeah. So, so true. Yeah. Okay, so I wanted to ask you about starting the Nastia Lucan Cup. Yeah. Was that something you were approached to do or was that like something you did on your own? Yeah. So right after the Olympics, I my kind of my mission and my goal is always just to help and um, give back to the next generation mm-hmm. and try to like as I was saying you know earlier like with social media and just like being a positive role model um, whether it's to a gymnast or just like another young girl but um, at the time you know having a great relationship with USA Gymnastics obviously there's so much going on in that world that's like a whole yeah. other conversation um, but you know we were trying to figure out like what can we do to kind of give these young girls an opportunity and for me it was I remember that feeling of you know competing at the Olympics, getting, you know, your box of, like, national team apparel, and you feel like you finally made it. Like, that to me was, like, when I was 12 years old, and I still, like, I remember that moment of, like, opening this huge box of, like, USA, like, leotards and warm-ups and, like, all this stuff, and you're like, oh, my gosh, this is, this is, like, the coolest thing ever, and so... I tried to create because I and, and also understanding that not everybody unfortunately is going to have that opportunity to compete at the sure, Olympics right. and it's like such a such like a slim percentage and so I wanted to kind of give these girls like the feeling that they you know had just like made it and so we we created the Nasty Looking Cup I, I wasn't my idea to be called the Nasty Looking Cup I just like <laughs> kind of wanted to create something but so yeah so basically there was like there's 25 qualifying competitions throughout the country from January to end of February and always the first weekend of March is like the grand finale kind of Uh and so 
um, the top finisher or two, depending on, you know, how big that competition is, qualifies on the finale. And I design all the leotards and they get, you know, a leotard, a long sleeve leotard, a competition leotard, warm ups and some cool other swag. And it's just, I, you know, sit down and, and have like brunch with them. And I don't let like parents or coaches go because like this is a, chance for me to get to know them and for them more so to get to know like the real me and that's kind of what I say I'm like and and so funny every year like there's been a few that have like made it like multiple years in a row so it's cool to kind of grow with them and and see them grow up and this last one I think three they had competed three of them had competed like three or four times and it was their senior year and they were like we're off to college like thank you so so it was like you feel almost like a mom I'm I'm not a mom but like I felt like I kind of grew up with them and was part of their journey a little bit but you know it's like for them like for them to be able to ask questions that you know they that I remember I was so lucky that I because of my parents I had like access to so many incredible Olympians and gymnasts and so I was Mm -hmm. always like able to like meet them or like get to know them or ask them questions but you don't really get a chance to do that on social media you know it's Mm -hmm. like you can like something you can retweet something and like that's about it like it's hard you know it's like you're Yes, you can sometimes answer comments, but it's like it's not meant for that. And so I kind of wanted to create that opportunity for them to ask me something or hopefully that, you know, my experiences can teach them something valuable or that they can take with them. And, you know, so we've had a lot of girls go – you know, from from that to going on to full ride scholarships, we, you know, Gabby Douglas competed in it two years before she won the Olympic gold oh, medal. Oh, wow, that's and so, so cool. it's like that was cool because that sure. was kind of like her kickoff. And and I remember, and so I commentate the meet as well. And so I remember like we were commentating, and and you know, a few years later, she goes on and wins an Olympic gold medal. And we've had tons of world champions and national team members yeah. that have kind of. Um, so so it's been really cool um, to really just and it's again it's like it's not a. I, I can't even say it's not about me when it's called an Aussie. But it, <laughs> but it really isn't. Like, it's like I'm trying to make this experience amazing for them. This Our 10th one is um, this coming March. and Wow. Yeah, so it's, it's really exciting. But it's also like I've not made a single penny off of 10 years of doing that. Like, mm-hmm. it really is for me, like, trying to give them this You're experience. Just paying it forward. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's that was my goal. That was what I that's... wanted to do. And, and it's like every year, like – it's so fulfilling, you know? It's like sure. you think, like, at what point is it, like, it's going to be 10 years, you know? It's like at what point does it, like, stop getting fulfilling? And it doesn't because yeah. it's like you see these young girls and you see, like, their eyes just, like, light up and they walk into, like, a big arena and it's, like, it's on live television and they're just, like, looking at all the cameras and, like, a lot of – they're, like, how do you deal with, like, you know, the cameras <laughs> being on you? I'm, like, you block them out. You're a yeah. horse at a racetrack. You have, like, you know, your blinders, blinders on. on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's, like, something my mom told me when I was really my, – my first, you know, competition that was on TV. And um, and so, yeah, I think it's really just about, you know, as you said, like, just trying to pay it forward. That's so, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Congrats. Now, you have um, an app that you're launching also, yeah, so right? I, yeah, so it's launched, um, version one. We're actually working on oh, version sweet. two. Um, version one, so again, very similar kind of mission and, and vision, but um, as I was saying with social media, like, you know, there's not much more besides liking or retweeting something, and so we wanted to build and, and provide a platform for young women in, in the, ne- the next generation to, um, you know, hopefully be empowered and inspired by, you know, their mentors or by the content that we're providing. Mm-hmm. and. But to just be the best version of themselves, not necessarily to build or, or try to teach them to become Olympic gold medalists or, you know, top athletes. Like, it's not just about that. It's whether you want to be a lawyer, a scientist, a CEO, yeah. a founder, whatever it is that your dreams are, to, like, try to be inspired by, you know, the things that we're providing for them. So we we started with one community because um, we, we felt it was important to stay focused and really learn what people want and mm-hmm. what they, you know, what they like, what they don't like, what they want to see more of. And so we started in gymnastics as an obvious and so um, have really learned a lot. And so now we're, we're excited because now we're launching um, – kind of like version 2.0 and this is going to like awesome. open the doors to really everybody um, and we put on a um, our gr- first of its kind of like grander summit just a few months ago in Boston we're starting to plan our next one in LA um, early next year and so it's just it's really really exciting to do something that is so fulfilling to me sure. because it's um, again it's it's providing that that con- that education the inspiration the content the you know stuff that's going to inspire this next generation whereas you know, at first we weren't even sure, like, do we stay specific towards, you know, women and young girls? And when we started, like, really doing research, we just learned how underserved 
like just even talking about sports but even just like everything in general but how underserved like women's sports are mm-hmm. from so many different aspects from coverage and content to pay to literally everything so and so true. And, and, like, as a young boy, you know, you can turn on TV and ESPN. It's, like, 24-7. You yeah. have, like, all men's sports, <laughs> sure. any channel you can turn to. And, and for women, it's, like, okay, like, gymnastics is only on TV three times a year. Like, yeah. where do okay, YouTube is great, you know, but it's, like – trying to provide that like content for them a place to go a place mm-hmm. to kind of be inspired and and truly feel like you're part of a community you know it's like instagram's great and, and we're don't get me wrong we're not trying to replace instagram or compete with them by any <laughs> means but it's like you don't really feel like you're part of a community you know there's built oh, or not however many yeah. i don't know you're part stats, of a hater but. community is what you're a part <laughs> <Yeah>. of <laughs> more so wasn't gonna go there but absolutely right yeah. like i get it every day and so i get it and so and that's what we want to like provide like a safe place and a safe community for people to truly just like so interact and support each other with, you know, like-minded, like-minded individuals with, you know, the same dreams and the same goals or, you know, whatever it is. So, yeah. So it's, it's awesome. Um, you know, for me after I retired from gymnastics, it's been hard to kind of find, uh, I've been very lucky for the opportunities that I've had these mm-hmm. last 10 years, but it was Every day is so different and, you know, it's like whether it's traveling or doing an appearance or doing a pose or whatever it is, it's like I didn't always feel fulfilled and with this, it's like, you know, you're constantly growing, you know, and you're constantly evolving. You know, yes, at the end of the day, it's a business, but you're also hoping to inspire people and, and, you know, big idea, hopefully change people's lives. Yeah, definitely. That's That's so good. And now you also have a a lifestyle blog that's like fitness and beauty. Uh Uh-huh. So um, what made you decide to start doing that? Well, so that was like before we started the um, the app because very similar. Like I just felt like social media wasn't always like the place to kind of share more of, you know, what I liked. And, and I – like people always ask me like what – what kind of workouts that I do and, mm-hmm. you know, traveling so much. Like, okay, what were your favorite places in New York, L.A., like Boston, Dallas, you know, all those things. And, and I just love being able to kind of, I think, share um, with others and, and whatever that might be. And and these are all topics that I've just always been passionate about, you know, whether it's fitness, um, you know, living a healthy lifestyle is, is has been and always will be very important to me. Fashion, I've always just been into fashion. Um, never had, like, the time to, like, really do anything in it um, until, you know, after gymnastics. I designed all my own leotards when I was growing up and, and throughout, really, my whole career. But That's so cool. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, not our Olympic ones because those were, like, the national right. team. Right. But every other one, my mom and I, that was, like, you know, some people write or journal or, or draw or whatever. And, and we used to sketch out leotard designs, like, That's all so the time. That's so fun. That was, like, our thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so – yeah, so I think it's just been something for me to um, almost like a little outlet to kind of really just share and, and kind of what I'm what I'm passionate about, what I'm what I'm loving, and and you know people love I love reading other people's blogs and yeah. seeing kind of like what you know like makeup and skincare. I don't know, just being a girl. Okay. No, <laughs> yeah. I love that, and that's yeah. nastialukin.com. Yep. L I U K I N. The I throws everyone yes. off. Everyone always wants to say Luke. Yeah. And I'm just like, ugh, just drop the I. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so before we finish, I want to do a quick game of Would You Rather. Okay. It's called Shenanigans, so I wanted to get into some right. of you. All right. So, if you had to pursue a different sport, which would have eventually led you to an Olympic gold medal status, would you rather it be figure skating, swimming, or something completely Before different. Before you even said it, I was going to say figure skating. Yeah. I didn't know I had options. Those are my two favorites. And it's like, it's Gymnastics like summer and, and yep. winter. Like, totally. I, I can't tell you how many times people are like, oh my God, you're the Olympic figure skater. I'm like, sure. Yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> like, we wear a sparkly outfit. You know, it's, it's fine. Yeah. I hate the cold, but it's fine. But Sasha it's Cohen fine. was in my acting class back I in the day. I love her. Yeah. Love her. We, it's really interesting because speaking of like summer and winter so we both moved to new york at, at the very basically at the same time um you know obviously she's a winter olympian i was summer she was brunette i'm blonde i went to nyu she went to columbia like it was like complete <laughs> opposites yet we like we are really great friends we don't see each other as often now that i'm you know spend most of my time on this coast but yeah just uh an incredible incredible young lady yeah <laughs> that's awesome um, so I know you've lived and traveled all over, but if you had to choose, would you rather settle down in New York or Texas or here in LA? Hmm. Settle down with like family or like 
I don't know. Like, definitely not New York. Like, I, I feel like I put a check by that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was great going to school there and living there, you know, for some point in my life. But <sighs> Texas is home, like, in my heart. Yeah. But for where I'm at in my life, I would say L.A., um, in I five mean, or ten years, I don't know. Place. It it is, especially the West Side, right? Because <laughs> it feels like a little bit more homey than yeah. like Beverly Hills West. For me, you know, like because I didn't grow up in LA, um, and I did, but I feel yeah. like it's more it's still home. like neighborhoody. Yeah. yeah. If my mom's listening, she's gonna be really mad. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. She she they're like they travel all the time, so they're. Yeah. Would you rather be a member of the Magnificent Magnificent Seven, the 1996 women's gymnastics team, or the Final Five, the 2016 one? Oh, that's tough. I'm not picking sides here because I like no. love all of them. <laughs> For me, the Mag Seven, like my the first Olympics that I truly remember watching and falling in love with and thinking this is what I want to do was yeah, 96. Me so too. it was just. It's hard because it's like, and I'm friends with like both sides now, uh-huh. which is crazy. Like to think like those were my idols, and right? Was it Dominique Mochiano? Mochiano, yeah, Duh. yeah. I mean, like, oh my god, I loved her uh, growing up. I thought I looked like her when I was. I was gonna, yeah, I, I see it. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah. So I think I was just only because like that to me was like truly what inspired mm-hmm. me. Like seeing them win a gold medal as a team, I was just like, that's what I want to do. You know? Yeah, so, yeah. Awesome. Last one. Would you rather go back into intense gymnastics competition training mode or never be able to get on another apparatus again? Oh, my gosh. Jeez, Sheena. I know. This one came from Mark, actually. That one is tough because I don't miss training seven hours a day at all, but... To be told you could never. Get I know. On See, I don't yeah. think I could do that. Like, yeah. I don't regret a single hour I spent. And right. like, I feel like also like I'm older now, so it's like the thought of training seven hours a day oh where God. I can barely spend an hour in the gym now. I'm just like, oh gosh, no. But yeah. I would definitely, yeah, absolutely. I don't even know why I like hesitated. Like, I would absolutely <laughs> go back to that. I think there's the thought of like right now in right? this moment sure. training for seven hours. I'm like, oh my God. no. But yeah, no. yeah, for sure. Awesome. <laughs> well, thanks for being here. Thank you. It was so fun. This was fun. Tell everyone where they can find you on social media. Sure. So it's at Nasty Lucan, N-A-S-T-I-A-L-I-U-K-I-N, um, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Awesome. And follow your fitness and beauty blog, NastyLucan.com. And um, the app is grander. Yeah, it's in the app store. So awesome. currently working on version two, um, hopefully to be launched in the next few months. Yes. Awesome. Congrats. That's so Thank amazing. You. This was so much fun. Seriously, so fun. like I've been such I a have fan to of go it. To Iceland, so cool. So. <laughs> yes, Iceland. Yes. Definitely check it out. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. And if you like my show, you are going to love the Lady Gang podcast on Podcast One. The Hollywood Girl Posse has tackled the biggest names and stories in Hollywood, and now they're taking over your TV. Check out the funniest ladies on the planet as Kelty, Becca, and Jack prepare for their upcoming premiere episode this Sunday, October 28th on E! I just want to say congrats, ladies. Everyone, check out the Lady Gang podcast every Tuesday and Thursday on Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Thanks for listening to Shenanigans. Download new episodes every Tuesday and subscribe on the Podcast One app at podcastone.com or at Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Looking fine and I got my girls with me. With the boys at the table getting tipsy. Miss me, kiss me one more time. Get over here, boy. I'm going to make you mine. Do you want it?